where is heaven? What is it going to be like? Am I going to see my loved ones? Do I really want to go to heaven? It seems like it's going to be so boring. How do I pray God's desires to have it manifested here on this earth? Just a few thoughts and questions that we're going to answer here on the Heaven Reiterated Podcast. This is Kendra O. Let's talk heaven on earth. Welcome to another week of the Heaven Reiterated Podcast. And we're going to start with a snippet from our social media discussion going over Revelation 21. And then we're going to move into the description of the heavenly city from Revelation chapter 21 verses 15 through 27. I hope that you enjoy the discussion and reviewing the importance of the book of Revelation. So last week we discussed, again, not being afraid of the book of Revelation. And it's important to read and study because why? We're believers. So technically, every book of the Bible should be important to read. As believers, we have the spirit of God in us and... um we shouldn't be afraid of what any part of the Bible, of what it says. Why? Because the word is in us. We are um, the light of God. So we shouldn't be afraid of any book. So um, so in doing research, um, I started to look at the book of Revelation. And one thing that I pointed out to me was like, wow, the Bible talks a lot about heaven. Um, I know that's anyone else but and I guess the body of believers have you ever talked to someone they weren't really too sure about what heaven consisted of and they didn't know what's going to be like and that's kind of weird right because in the bible it talks about what heaven will be like in the future no we can't know every single thing about heaven but God has given us enough details about it so that we can know and be excited about it I've realized that um, if no one's really talking about something, then it's kind of hard to be excited about. But the more I learned about heaven, the more I got understanding of it. Like when I hear sermons, I can be more excited because I know exactly what I'm looking forward to. Um, So, and also be encouraged, you know, Book of Revelation is a great book to you know, pull out some commentaries that helps with understanding of what God is saying. And again, just not run from it. Again, um, I've picked out a few people that I like to um, use to help me understand it. But of course, use that to build your basis on what God's trying to show you. So one of the main verses that I liked in the Bible that gets me excited that I never heard before and that I researched was Revelation 21 and 3 that said, where is it? Oh, and I heard a loud, I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, now the dwelling of God is with men. He will live with them and they will be his people and God himself will be with them and be their God. That just gets me excited because before it just kind of seemed like once we get to heaven, we're just going to, the focus is solely going to be only on worshiping and we're not going to interact with God at all. We're not going to see Jesus. We're not going to do anything. We're just going to get there and just say, holy, holy, holy the whole time. 
Um, and that's about it. But this is telling me that he is going to, it says he's going to, uh, the dwelling of God is with men and he will live with them. They will be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. So that verse is what got me kind of researching. Okay, so what's heaven going to be like? Now, of course, um, we're kind of jumping into the future, right? Because Revelation uh, 21 um, is talking about what heaven will be like later. So let's say, you know, someone, the heaven that we know now is kind of like that third heaven, right? Like we have earth and we have the second heaven, which is like, you know, the stars, the moon or whatever. And then the third heaven would be where God dwells. So that's how it is now. But this, but later on, God's going to establish heaven and earth in a new way. So I read Revelation 21 last week. <laughs> so you can um, read that. Um, we did 1 through 14. And so um, you see in Revelation 21, verse 1, it says, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. So that's what I'm talking about. So that all occurs after a certain time frame or timeline that God had set up. Okay, so you have heaven now where people go to. We're actually going to talk about what's going on up there now. And then later on, after you have um, the rapture, then you have the millennial reign, then the second coming of Christ. After the second coming of Christ, we then have Satan's doom talked about in Revelation 20, verse 7. Then the dead are judged in Revelation um, 20, in verse 11. And today we want to get a little bit further into the teaching about the heavenly city. So we're going to go ahead and talk about that. In Revelation 21 and verse 2, it talks about um, the holy city coming down out of heaven from God and it being prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. And this is exciting because this means that we no longer have to be separated from earth anymore and it'll literally be heaven on earth. And what we know about heaven, um, this can focus every part of our Christian life. Because again, we have something to look forward to, and then we have a focus. And the new Jerusalem will exist on a renovated earth as the eternal dwelling place for God's people. So the new Jerusalem is a city that we can say is in heaven. Think of it as the capital city of heaven. And then during that millennial period, which equivalates to a thousand years, um, some say that it will hover, and then in that eternal state, it will come down. So let's go over the measurements of this heavenly city that is discussed in Revelation 21. And before that, I do want to read on um, the full verse of 21 and 2. It says, I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And this is exciting because it goes on to say that and I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Now the dwelling place of God is with men, and he will live with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no death 
or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. Isn't this so exciting that, you know, right now we have the first, second, and third heavens, right? You know, we have earth, then we have the moon, the stars, and the sky, and then we have heaven. And it's a little bit separated right now. But how amazing is it to know that later on the eternal state will not be so separated. It will literally be heaven on earth. And it's going to come back together again. And that's exciting. And then with heaven on earth, we're going to be able to experience this heavenly city. So let's go over those measurements of the heavenly city. And people may dismiss the city because when we begin to read about that um, in Revelation 21, it, you know, it's a lot of math. And I know for me, you know, I wasn't the best math student in school. But luckily, you know, we have people that have researched this and that are credible, like David Jeremiah. Um, I also, um, I, believe, I believe his name is Mike. I have to get his last name. I'll tell you later on in the podcast. But overall, just credible people that have done their research um, to help us break down these measurements uh, for people like me who may not be so good at math. And so we're going to go ahead and look at um, all of these measurements today to get a better picture and understanding of what we have um, to look forward to in this near future. So, Revelation 21, starting at verse 16, I believe. Let's see. But we're going to start at verse 15 here. Um, let's see. Last week, we went over Revelation 21, verses 1 through 14. So if you missed that, um, please go back to the previous podcast. We're going to continue on today with verse 15 to learn about these measurements. And it says, The angel who talked with me had a measuring rod of gold to measure the city. Its gates and its walls, the city was laid out like a square, as long as it was wide. He measured the city with the rod and found it to be 12,000 stadia in length and as wide and high as it is long. He measured its wall, and it was 144 cubits thick by man's measurements with the angel, which the angel was using. The wall was made of jasper, the city of pure gold, as pure glass. And going on further, it's kind of giving a, a description now of the city's walls. The foundations of the city walls were decorated with every kind of precious stone. The first foundation was jasper, the second sapphire, the third, I always say this wrong, chalcedony, the fourth emerald, the fifth sardonyx, the sixth carnelian, the seventh chrysolite, the eighth beryl, the ninth topaz, the tenth chrysophras, the eleventh jacinth, and the twelfth amethyst. The twelve gates were the 12 gates were 12 pearls, each gate made of single pearl. The great street of the city was of pure gold like transparent glass. A little later on, we'll continue through 22 through 27. But isn't that amazing? So the heavenly city, the measurements given is pretty much a cube because it's saying that the length and the height and the base are all the same. And in some versions of the Bible, it states stadia 
um, for the 12,000 stadia, and then in the King James Version, it says furlongs. But I do have that converted measurements for you guys. So again, depending on the version, um, we'll say stadia or furlongs, which translates to 1,400 miles for stadia, and then 1,500 miles for the furlongs. So the furlongs um, and stadia is about from the state of Maine to um, Florida, and the the height will go beyond Earth's atmosphere. So that's uh, pretty amazing to think about. You know, with, with uh, most buildings, we can see the top of it. You know, even with um, the Empire State Building, you know, in New York, that's pretty tall, you know, but that's it's going to be so much greater than that, right? Because that's still within the Earth's atmosphere, maybe pretty tall, but still in the Earth's atmosphere, the heavenly cities. Um, height will not be. And that's amazing. Um, even planes have a certain atmosphere that they are only able to go to, and the heavenly city's height will be way above that. And again, the base is square. It's a cubed shape, um, which is an interesting type of city to look at. So I can't wait to see that. So just think of of the heavenly city being about half the size of the United States. That's pretty huge. You know, most cities, of course, are not that big. So we have one city being, you know, this big. So it's going to be greater than any place we can imagine or have been to. One of my favorite places that I've been to have been Seattle. You know, I went to the Space Needle. That was a, you know, great city to look at. And then I went to um, the architecture of the buildings in Las Vegas are pretty nice. But, you know, I have not seen anything. Well, we're not going to be, we're not going to see anything that is as great as the heavenly city. You know, um, most buildings have levels. So, of course, the heavenly city will have um, different levels. So, and the, it described like what the walls are going to look like. So, that's beautiful foundation to, that it encompasses. And I can't wait to see, you know, how that is going to look. And also, think of what Jesus said. He said, I go to prepare a place for you. Um, you know, if heaven was already established, you know, and, and God's kingdom is there and it's where he dwells now, then what exactly is God preparing, you know, if, like, what exactly is he preparing? You know, when we prepare something, that means that it's not ready yet. So that's amazing to know as well that. Sometimes I wonder, you know, is it the heavenly city that God is working on for us? Like, what exactly is he preparing for us? And I'm excited to see this heavenly city. I'm excited to have heaven on earth. And I'm just excited to be able to dwell with God. And, you know, he wants to dwell with us again. His intention was to never be separated from us. But, you know, he's a holy God and we have sinful nature about us. So, of course, in the eternal state, we don't have to worry about anything that we have to worry about now. So I'm just grateful and happy to see, you know, and experience this heaven on earth. It's going to be greater than I, you know, could have imagined. So how exciting is it to know that um, we can, we'll, we will be able to see what we're hoping for and wanting to expect. I get so excited that my words don't even come out. And so, yeah, it's great to know that we'll soon be a part of that, too. And it goes also, um, in verse 22, it goes on to talk about uh, how we're not going to need a temple anymore. We're not going to need any sun or moon. So let's go ahead and read that. It said, I did not. So verse 22, it goes on to talk about um, 
us not needing a temple anymore or even a sun or moon. So let's go ahead and read that. I did not see a temple in the city because the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. The city does not need the sun or the moon to shine on it. For the glory of God gives its light and the lamp is its light. <laughs> and the lamp is its lamp. I did that on my Facebook Live too. I just kept saying the lamb is a lamb. But the lamb <laughs> is its lamp. The nations will walk by its light and the kings of the earth will bring their splendor into it. On no day will its gates ever be shut for there will be no night there. The glory and the honor of the nations will be brought into it. Nothing impure will ever enter it, nor will anyone who does what is shameful or deceitful, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. So there's a couple of things that I love about this. One is the fact that we're not going to need a temple in the city. You know, right now we have churches and different places where we go, you know, to worship and acknowledge um, God and fellowship with one another. But since we're going to be dwelling with God, um, he's that temple. So we're not going to have to worry about going somewhere on a particular day to worship. Um, we're going to be dwelling among him and we'll be there to worship and enjoy the presence of God. And I can see why we would need no sun and no moon because God is light, right? So there's no darkness in him. It says God gives its light. So he does not have to rely upon the sun or the moon how we do. You know, even sometimes even sometimes when I'm driving, I'm sure maybe you've experienced this as well, where you've been on a road that was so dark and there were no cars, but at least you knew, you know, you if, you, if you're lucky enough, you had a full moon, you could still see, right? Even sunshine, we need that during the day. So we rely upon light, you know, but God does not have to rely upon that anymore. Of course, he, most of the things that he created, you know, on this earth were for us because we, we would need them. And that's exciting. And one thing to take note of well is the fact that the gates will never be shut. You know, all believers will be welcome in and out of the city, you know, no problem. And going back to Revelation 20, when it referred to those who are going to be judged, um, those unbelievers, you know, of course, they have no access into that. And in the upcoming podcast, we'll be talking more about, you know, why are some going to have that eternal state of lake of fire? And then why are some able to go into the heavenly city? We're going to discuss that as well. So there's a lot to look forward to. And, you know, we want to make sure that we're ready and that we have our hearts and our minds set on God and being open to whatever he wants to do in us on this earth. And, you know, check your heart and make sure that your mind is on him. And we're going to get further into, you know, once we t- if we talk about heaven, we can't leave hell out, right? We have to acknowledge both. And there's a path that we take on this earth that leads to one of those locations. So we're also going to talk more about hell, too. Um, we can't, heaven reiterated is important because we are reiterating heaven, you know, God's will on earth. We're reiterating, you know, the importance of heaven and getting that conversation started again of what we have to look forward to 
And then also, you know, discussing lifestyle because if heaven's reiterated to me, that also gives me a thought of importance of me remembering my lifestyle and living a lifestyle of worship. So I look forward to talking about so much more in regards to Revelation and so much more about, you know, just our purpose here on earth and walking in God's will. So let's read some more examples of heaven in David Jeremiah's book, Revealing the Mysteries of Heaven. He always has some great insights, so I do want to pull on him to highlight some more things of what we're talking about. First, let's hear how to get some access to some great gospel and contemporary music. Are you looking for a podcast that plays the hottest songs in gospel music from both the major and the indie artists? Well, you're in luck because the Grace Live Top 20 Countdown is available just for you. The show features 20 of the hottest songs in gospel music and some wonderful artist interviews. Check out and subscribe to our podcast today on iTunes, Spotify, and Spreaker Radio. New shows are available every Friday. So I want to go ahead and read for you what David Jeremiah says in his book, Revealing the Mysteries of Heaven. I'm going to read a short little snippet here. He just has some great insight. Of course, again, he's not the only one that has access to this information, but God has just really placed him in my life to learn more about heaven, the book of Revelation, and just events like the rapture and so on. So again, I just happen to love this book, but I'm sure there's more out there, and I will definitely share those on the podcast. Um, I was actually just listening to a message the other day by Tony Evans on the tribulation, and it was great. So yeah, um, just stay tuned for more information on the podcast on different resources that I have available to you and other insights on more people. But let's go ahead and dive into this book. He says, um, and he's actually referring to the description that I read to you guys earlier. Um, Actually, no, this is coming from Revelation 21, verses 1 through 5. So what he says about seeing the new heaven and new earth pass away, um, the the new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven, um, that God wants to dwell with us, that's the scripture that he's referring to in Revelation 21, 1 through 5. So he says, this description implies that the holy city was designed, built, and ready-made for the new earth. John did not see the new Jerusalem created. He says he saw the city already built and coming down out of the highest heaven. In other words, the new Jerusalem is an actual physical city presently located within the third heaven. Jesus referred to the new Jerusalem in Revelation 3 and 12 as the city of my God. Here in Revelation 21, John saw the city descending to the new earth. Some Bible scholars believe that the city will hover over the earth during the millennium, then descend to the earth during the eternal state to serve as the everlasting capital of God's renovated and glorious universe. And it goes on to say that David Wilbur Smith wrote in his book about heaven in Revelation 21, 1-22, And five, we have the most extensive revelation of the eternal home of the redeemed to be found anywhere in the scriptures. And most suitably, it forms the conclusion of the revelation of the ages recorded in our Bible. The city of New Jerusalem is the place Jesus is preparing for us. And the story of the Bible draws 
to a close in Revelation 21 through 22 with a breathtaking description of the city, its dimensions, its description, and a warning about the one thing that could deny us access to its gates, the failure to trust our Savior Jesus Christ. Another thing I would like to add before we conclude the podcast is just some more insight on the heavenly city's measurements. We've established that this heavenly city, um, we can think of it as the capital of heaven, and we went over the measurements earlier, and I want to read another description from this book um, described of the city. It says, in today's terms, that means that the New Jerusalem will be about 1,500 miles wide, 1,500 miles long, and 1,500 miles high. That's more than 2 million square miles on the first floor alone. And given that the city is cubical and rises far above the stratosphere, the stratosphere starts about 11 miles above the surface of the earth, New Jerusalem ascends to 1,500 miles, and we can assume that in some way it will have more than one level. There will be vertical elements to, to it. Well, I think we have some good information so far in regards to the heavenly city. We got some good descriptions and some insight on it. So I hope that helps you to have some more understanding and hopefully, you know, you can go back in your time and continue to study that. But of course, before we end the podcast today, I definitely want to go into prayer, especially with us talking about heaven and eternal life. I do want to offer anyone listening um, the prayer of salvation. So please um, just repeat after me and also just make sure that you, you know, as you're saying it, to, you know, meditate on the words and to say it from your heart. Dear Lord Jesus, I admit that I am a sinner and have made mistakes. I believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that he died on the cross for me and rose again from the grave on the third day. I confess Jesus as Lord of my life and I commit my life to live a life of following Jesus and serving others. Help me to fulfill the purpose that you have for my life and fill me with your Holy Spirit. Thank you that I am saved and on my way to heaven. In Jesus' name, Amen. Well, I'm so happy that you prayed that prayer of salvation with me. If you did, please send me an email to heavenreiterated at gmail.com and I will definitely help you with some biblical resources and to help you find a home church in your local um, location as well as refer to some um, good pastors I've watched on YouTube in the meantime while you find a church home. It's definitely important to get around other believers um, to fellowship and to have discipleship with. So, hope that you enjoyed this week's podcast. Of course, we'll be back again next week. And yeah, I hope that this was a great lesson for you all. And I will see you next week. If you haven't already please subscribe to our podcast and i'd love to hear from you if you have any comments questions or concerns 
please email me at heavenreiterated at gmail.com. Also, be sure to follow our Facebook page at Heaven Reiterated. There will be Facebook Live messages weekly and encouragement. Thanks again for joining and I'll see you next week.